0: I, better, I suppose I better do normal job this week. I better do normal podcast job this week.
1: What, not, not start with the silly,
0: ludicrous, you know bonkers nonsense (laughs) yeah because otherwise because we don't do introductions anymore we just gave up the pretense you just roll into it yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. the problem is is if we waited until we normally do our introductions we'd get probably 20 minutes into today's episode before anyone knew there was another person on the call with us
2: yeah i mean maybe maybe this is the introduction maybe you've just gonzoed the whole thing and
1: this is it this is this is the end. Well, see, I think we roll with it. We keep talking to you, we just don't tell anyone who you are. No. <laughs> if anything, that would ruin it. There's some
3: random English blur. I'm now completely outnumbered. Three to one.
2: Yeah. That's how we like that's how we do, Gav, that's
0: how we do. That's how you like it. <laughs> it's it's the only way the English get anything done It's to just <laughs> bully, gang up, and then kick fuck out of anyone who is smaller than us. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's done.
3: Well, we don't. We we'd know nothing about that. Oh,
0: no, not at all. <laughs> Um, but yes, it is um, Time for another episode of this stupid podcast That's a waste of everyone's time Thank you very much <laughs> And I will do introductions like a proper good boy this week Like a real yeah. host would Oh, You're being so well behaved, Jim
3: Before we do, and speaking of things that we always forget We did remind Mike That he needs to record his audio, right?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, don't worry I'm, I'm, writing, it, I'm writing it all down, Gab I'm writing it all down, don't worry about it Brilliant
3: We've had situations before where we forgot to tell our guest that <laughs>
1: they need to record their audio. Gab, don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm all org- as, as you know. Jim's the maybe the host who's got his name on this show. I'm the one who comes up with the topic list and goes, "Yep, this is what you do, guest." And I've got a backup recorder going in case it all fails. Brilliant. You know, I'm, I'm organized. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm the talent, which means I don't do jack shit. That's, that's the point of talent. Oh, it's that's the way to be. That's the way to be. Yep. That's the way to
2: be, Jim. We've we've got it worked out. This is yeah, other people being professionals around us. It's great.
0: Absolutely. Skating off the back of other people's hard work. That's
2: right cruising by on the hard work of others it's uh it's a dream it's a dream
3: we've got mike bethel on the show today yes, yeah
1: that's the point hello mike mike bethel's here he 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 does video games you yeah. might know him from some of those what he's done and like one of them what has jim's voice in
0: it that's right yeah i like that i said i'll be a proper good host this week and then i'm the last <laughs> one to actually introduce mike Bithel. we got mike bethel on the show everyone i don't know if you've heard that yet um, but yes yeah yes mike mithill game developer what done thomas was alone for a minute that's right uh volume Uh was another one what he done i was in that one uh did a voice in that um subsurface circular the one that i keep wanting to accidentally call subspace emissary
2: that's the worst name we've ever we've ever done
1: really was terrible idea
0: (laughs) uh quarantine circular there's there's that John
1: Wick one. Mm. That's right. That's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's the upcoming one, John
2: Wick
0: Hex, if I recall correctly. You,
2: you recall completely correctly. Yeah. yeah.
0: The one that is unusual. Thank you. <laughs> it's well, it was unexpected. Um, the the style of it. Yeah. It looks very interesting. Reminds me of Metal Gear Acid. Oh man, you're, that's beautiful. Uh,
2: yeah, thank you. That's. Uh... That's definitely one of the influences for sure.
0: Excellent. I re I really liked Metal Gear Acid. I wish there was a new one. I would I would kill to have those re released or a new one on the Switch. But then oh, again yeah. I want everything on the switch so it's not saying too much yeah well ea disagrees ea thinks that you don't want anything on the switch why would you want it on switch when you can have it on bs4 well i mean to be fair i don't want any electronic arts games anywhere near me so <laughs> you know any distance from their toxic filth is is fine by me uh. um but yeah i i got um a buddy of mine from the wrestling industry was like there should be a uh, a john wick game why the hell hasn't anyone done it yet so i was hmm. like ah see i know someone who's doing one mm. i knew the dog before it came to class um, <laughs> so so i am clued in uh, so that was good um but how are you mike anyway i'm all right i'm all
2: right i'm a bit a bit tired from making the john wick game to be honest uh, yeah i'm not getting much not getting as much sleep as i should be getting but yeah no yeah i'm doing all right
0: i can hear that i'm still trying to catch up on sleep i I was awake for well over twenty-four hours this weekend. Oh um, wow. You did you did a wrestling. I went over to Pittsburgh, did my my northeast pro wrestling debut. Um I say pro wrestling, I was general manager for the night. Um flew <laughs> out to Pittsburgh. So cool. Ran the show. So I uh, I do I understand,
1: right, that this time you weren't you weren't the villain for this wrestling. That was weird.
0: Yes. You were you were a wrestling good boy. Man of the people. Um, yeah, yeah, they they had me in, and, and I was what they call a baby face in the, uh, in, to use wrestling parlance. Uh, normally, I'm a. You know, died in the wool villainous sort of sort of sort. I mean, I'm the super heavyweight supervillain for a reason. Uh, I enjoy being devilish. Um, but I was still quite quite evil <laughs> that night. It was just directed at different people. <laughs>
2: is it harder to be the good guy? It seems like it would need more. Like it would be more challenging to kind of get the get the crowd on side rather than just being the heel. Is it is that a, more of a challenge? Or? I
0: think it depends on who. Like if you're. If you're young and attractive like a lot of the baby faces are, I'm sure it's a lot easier than if you're in your mid thirties yeah. and you look as one of uh, as um David Lawless said that night, one of the heels I was uh, putting in their place, if you look like a baked potato, <laughs> um, which now that I see myself out there in completely silver spandex, I see the comparison um, it was weird and, and and one thing I learned is that. No child ever buys me as a, as a good guy and ever will. Right. Because while I came out in big face pop, you know, getting people laughing and clapping and all of that, I got, and I was helped by a lot of Jimquisition fans turning up. I've got to thank them in a moment.
2: That's cool.
0: None of the kids were having it. <laughs> they <laughs> they sussed it. me out right away. Um, <laughs> they, they despise me when I'm a bad guy and they kind of still hate me when I'm a good guy, (laughs) which is fine. Well, at least none of them
1: hated you as much as that old lady that tried to climb the barrier to fight you the other week. Oh, she was
0: amazing. Billy Club in hand, leg up over the guardrail.
3: You know what, though? Kids are like that. I remember as a kid with the wrestling, you couldn't get it through your head that someone who was the heel is now the good dude, you know? Because, like, The Undertaker was the bad guy when we were little kids and then suddenly yeah. he's like the good guy and we just like what he's
1: literally called the undertaker and like that's, <laughs> that's a hard sell
3: then they made hulk hogan into like a bad guy and it was like what is going on <laughs> hmm. It's like your brain just doesn't comprehend it as a child.
1: I, I know very little about about wrestling other than that there was a wrestler called Arsica who's, Arsica. you know, She's she's pretty hot. She had a mask. She could step on me. She's cool.
3: Arsica definitely <laughs> sounds like the kind of name that would get you interested, <laughs> Laura.
0: Arsica's <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, great weekend. Uh, that was fun. So I've had my Pro South Wrestling in Alabama um, where I won the YouTube championship, which I have on my mantelpiece. And it's <laughs> never going back. <laughs> and went to rise had a night as as guest general manager made some matches announced a guy announced Colin Delaney from WWE's 2 i5 205 live at the next show that was fun to do a big announcement
3: very Irish sounding name there yeah Colin Delaney
0: and yeah yeah great great fun night I'm going to I, I've announced my campaign to become permanent general manager at rise uh, I think the 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 silver rage could bring a lot there. And I hope I can count on everybody's vote. Um, but but before we move on, just a huge thank you to the Jimquisition fans what turned up. I did not expect that. The entire intermission was spent um, signing things for people or taking photos. Some people mm. gave me Aww. gifts. Someone uh, made a card with the surprise mechanic character on it, which was lovely. Someone gave me a, a, a purse. That had like a galactic design that matches the lining of my cape Now to that lady If you want all your things back Let me know (laughs) I don't know if you were supposed to empty it, but it's full of hair clips. And <laughs> like, I've got no hair, so I don't, I don't know if that was intended for my use, but let me know because it's full of personal items. Uh, so do let me know.
2: D- this, this, sound, this sounds like you... St- did you steal this bag? Is that what, what happened?
0: In reality. If I did, it was by accident. (laughs) (laughs) Your honour. You just saw it match your cape and you were like, for me! (laughs) If you're the owner of a cosmic wallet and I've accidentally stolen from you, please let me know. It sounds
2: like the most polite mugging in history.
0: Yeah. it. It was... It was... What what a good night though, uh, very good night. Thank you so much. Like it meant a lot to me to have. Because I know some people are like, oh, don't like the re- when he talks about wrestling or like shut up on Twitter. Shut up on your personal Twitter. Talk only about video <laughs> games ever. Um, hmm. Despite me coming up with that really brilliantly named rest sterling hashtag that they can mute if they want um but to see so many people turn up who are fans certainly helped the whole babyface thing coming out um thank you it like genuinely means a lot to me that people did that and hopefully i'll see you next time when i'm up there so that's that out of the way i'm very tired i'm still catching up on sleep um but uh, yeah we're here as usual. Me, Jim, Laura, Gav, joined by Mike Bithell.
3: It's okay, Jim. We can tell you're not your usual talkative self.
0: <laughs> so we'll cover for you. <laughs> That's the worst thing. That when I'm tired or not all that well for some reason, I, I go off worse. Um, if you if just if you want me calm down and shut up, like just put me in a nice mood. Oh. Uh, it's. I think you can tell I'm not in that often because I never stop running my mouth <laughs>
1: be being in a nice mood, I don't think is gonna happen this week' because this week's just been full of some real shit video game news,
2: yep, that was a textbook segue that was solid that was great. I'm in a nice mood
1: <laughs> <laughs> should we should we should we get that bad news out of the way because there's some real uh there's some real stories well,
0: that's yeah. There's some ups and downs. Like it's a busy as hell week. There have been some interesting, more positive things. It's just not stopped. Um, but yes, yeah. let's let's. Uh, I, I actually put up a, a new midweek gymquisition about what I'm assuming you're talking about.
1: Well, wow, there's there's two things for this week. So we'll we'll get to that one in a second. So to start with, the ESA, the company that that, uh... that runs E3, they real fucked up this week. Uh, they real fucked up. Um, they done a fuck up. Yeah. So, the short version of the story is it turns out just anyone could access an Excel spreadsheet that was unencrypted and had all of the information about about 2,000 journalists and media people who went to E3 2019. Uh, some of those people registered with their work. Uh, addresses and phone numbers but for a lot of people who were either international journalists or were people who were freelancers a lot of them personal information including home addresses and things got out um, and at this point there's no putting the cat back in the bottle It, it it's, it's out there now um, it turns out it could have been even worse um, thankfully the ESA got on top of it before these other ones got out there but apparently there was also a spreadsheet for 2004 one for 2006 and one for 2018 there may be more that we could find out as the week goes on but at least at least four years of every media person that went to e3 just unencrypted information just out there unbelievably moronic unbelievably moronic Yeah.
3: That makes me very glad I couldn't go that time I got invited.
1: Yeah, like I was unable to make it out this year and like I'm incredibly thankful because I know a lot of people who went this year who
0: Yeah.
1: This has caused some real fucking problems for.
0: Mm. Yeah, like I stopped going years ago because I I do not like the ESA. I think they mm. are a bunch of astroturfing lobbyists, self-interested bastards. That's just my personal opinion. Mm. Um <laughs> I I think that they, them spending years uh, coming up with AstroTurf special interest groups like the Video Game Voters Network where they were trying to rally yeah. gamers, TM, to vote for bills and and spent think basically things um that uh get them politically motivated for the benefit of the game industry they spent years doing that then when something like Sopra and Pippa came along that was going to constrain the internet and, and sort of um do away with a lot of freedom people had online they yeah. went full bore in supporting that uh just basically throwing all of their their all of the support they were trying to get from people back in regular people's faces and um only decided to speak out against uh Soper and people after it had been defeated, and then they pretended like they didn't like it. Um, yeah. That was when I really soured on them, and then everything they've done since, the way they go to bat for the game industry and try and cover their tracks. Like, I know they were designed in a way to do... Well, th- I mean, the ESRB was designed to do that. I know the ESA, as the self-proclaimed face of the video game industry... Is predominantly um, interested in covering the whole industry's tracks, but the way they've gone to bat for things mm. like uh, in-game gambling and, and microtransactions—all of that bullshit—that I go on and on and on about—it's yeah. um, only soured me further on them. So, uh, quite a few years ago, I, I, I just thumbed my nose at, uh, at the, at E3. Uh, certainly not regretting that decision now. And hmm. it's just nice to know that as well as being shady lobbyist astroturfy bollocks, uh, they are also massively, almost offensively incompetent. Yeah. So there's a couple of other bits of information that feel important to put
1: out there for this story. Um. So the ESA's response to this has been quite frankly like a, a mockery of a response. Mm-hmm. They sent an email out to people who were affected and they basically went, Hey... Just so you know, there was a little bit of a data issue and we've taken it down now. Don't worry about it. We're we're sorry for any inconvenience. Like, their email completely played down, oh my god, we fucked up and your personal details are out there and we've really screwed this up. Like, they they downplayed it incredibly. Oh yeah. Which has not uh, has not pleased people in response. Like there's a lot of people gearing up for class action lawsuits, which I totally understand. Good. Um and the, the the thing that I'm going to be really curious to see what comes of this is what, this, what effect this is going to have on professional coverage of E3 2020 <laughs> if it exists. Because here's the thing, like, depending on how these lawsuits go, this could be pretty devastating financially. But let, let's say E3 does still exist next year. I think there's a lot of people in professional media who will not go. Yeah. But, like, anyone who went last year and is affected will probably go,
0: fuck that, I'm not going. And that's a lot of people. That was over 2,000 people who got affected by this.
1: Yeah. So, like, I hypothetically speaking, like, my vision of media coverage of E3 next year, if it occurs, is it's going to have probably a real swing towards enthusiast press, which the ESA's probably not going to be unhappy about, because enthusiast press are um, easier to please, and a shift away from critical professionals towards excited fans has been the direction that E3 has been going the last couple of years anyway. So are you saying... I don't know. Are you
0: saying this is a conspiracy?
1: I, I'm i not saying it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I am saying it might coincidentally yeah. hasten the direction that E3 has already seemingly decided it wants to head.
0: Well, it's like this other thing. This is... um. The, the whole thing about video games being blamed for for gun violence, which we I know we'll be talking about, yeah, it's one of those things where it might not necessarily be the plan, but it kind of benefits them. The that, mm. that the result will be that people won't go to E three, just like it benefits the ESA that people aren't talking so much about what they fucking did because the ESA is now standing up for video games against uh, politicians. Now, yeah, um, it might not all be a plan. But it's got the results of what could have been an excellent plan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I know um, one of the guys from Eurogamer, one of the guys in charge there was like, he, he's hesitant to send anyone to E3 now. And I, I don't blame anyone. Yeah. Uh, any journalist, any um, content creator that went and got fucked by this. And I know people who have been getting yeah. like phone calls, constant phone calls now, full bore harassment, thanks to the EA's complete, reckless negligence. Um, it should be criminal negligence as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, You don't mess around with people's data like that. You do not leave it lying around. Yeah, They of all people should know that. But then again, when harassment comes a knock in, the game industry loves to bury its head in the sand. So this is just insult to the injury they've caused in the past by pretending this kind of thing doesn't happen. Like, no wonder they didn't take people's personal data seriously they don't take any of this fucking shit seriously um gavin mike have either of you got anything you'd like to add on this
3: (laughs) not really i was gonna say to mike though don't be afraid to butt in on us because we tend to all talk over each other a lot
1: yeah oh yeah i will just go off now
2: you're good you're good no i i get it i get it no i it sucks it's absolutely appalling um it's gonna be really interesting seeing what happens next year i mean i'm like you laura like from the developer and press side next year like who's yeah how, how's that going to work with uh, with E3? We'll see we'll see it's but yeah, it absolutely sucks and and obviously it's hurting a lot of people. It just sucks.
3: yeah, I mean if there was one if there's one profession you don't want doxed, it's game journalists because there's a lot of people who really have a vendetta yeah against that group of people, you know it's
2: a lot of rage out there, isn't it yeah, yeah. And, and
3: unfairly proportioned.
1: Mm. so the other the other just angry video gamey not good story of the week is uh hey so more mass shootings happened in america unsurprisingly they are a pretty common thing over there and this this pair of mass shootings that happened to in 24 hours was the one you know that what's got really screwed games as the cause those of two of mass shootings that happened back over the, the weekend?
0: Yeah, they weren't even the only ones. Yeah, there were not two mass shootings over the course of the weekend. There were five. Yeah, Jesus. The ones that get attention now, because there are so many, are the ones with you know high death tolls. It's gotten to that fucking point where mass shootings now have to be especially bad to get press attention. Jesus Christ. If I remember my
1: statistics right, in the first 239 days of the year, 255 mass shootings took pl- a place in the United States of America, and that's shootings that had at least four wounded or fatalities. Yeah,
0: there are more mass shootings than days in the year. Yeah. It's ter- as the As the guy living in the States right now, it's... Fucking terrifying. So, Donald Trump
1: has been one of multiple politicians who has basically said, hey, video games, violent video games are the problem. We need to tax violent video games. We need to do something about violent video games. Um, Just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put the really simple, my simple opinion on this out there, which is, hey, violent video games exist in pretty much every country in the world. The United States is unique in the amount of mass shootings it has. It does not have those mass shootings because there is a disproportionately large number of people per capita playing violent video games. It occurs because there's a disproportionately large number of people who own guns per capita.
2: The problem I have is that no one involved in the argument would in any way um, not believe what you're saying there, Laura. It's a disingenuous argument. It's not yeah. everyone knows Everyone knows what's what it is. Everyone. I, I don't know if there's a... I'm 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 not on online enough. Laurie, you'll know the name for this. Um what's like what's the there must be a term for this kind of um distraction via redirecting into a uh, what, scapegoating? It's scapegoating's no because scapegoating is is making an argument. I'm talking about when you start a when you know when when you've burned a house down so you start an argument about whether the shop down the road needs to stock more water.
0: One term I used for it is one that Trump's own fans love to use, which is false flag, because this is this is a textbook false flag.
2: Yeah. It's just a distraction, yeah. And we're and by having the conversation we're falling into it, right?
0: It's of course it's not video games. That's the debate. That was the crux of of the Jim I put up midweek was I could do what I've done countless times before, what games journalists have done countless times before, YouTubers have done countless times before, and many of them are doing it now. And they're not wrong to do it. Mm. They're perfectly right to do it. And as games press... They've got more of a luxury to spend on debunking these things than more wide, you know, more widespread media, more mainstream media that really should be focusing more on guns and white nationalism.
3: Well, Fox News rot brains worse than any video game or or Marilyn Manson ever could.
0: Oh yeah, I saw a great a great tweet that said um, like Fox News has done to your parents what parents thought video games would do to you. Yeah, um, which is kind of true, but yeah, like. When Trump goes out there and says we must deal with video games that glorify violence, I mean, first of all, he doesn't believe what he's saying because he's Trump and he no. never believes anything he says, the sunken trout. But he also doesn't believe it because these arguments are not designed to be believed per se. No,
2: they're, they're designed to arm an audience with a disingenuous argument. My frustration is that there is a really good, important, interesting conversation to have about the influence that media has on us. Yeah. It's not, you know, there there isn't a causal or even necessarily a correlation between between these things. But it is there, you know, we should talk about what we do in yeah. games, we should think about these things. But it's impossible to have
0: that grown up conversation because someone's stood next to you with a loudspeaker. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm not playing the the game of, let's talk about how video games don't cause people to shoot things, because when I'm, at the same time I'm expected to say video games don't have this negative psychological impact, Mm. I'm also doing videos that discuss the very real psychological impacts that games have, in terms of nurturing addiction and nurturing spending habits.
2: Because there's nuance, because everything we experience influences us in some way, so there's an interesting nuance-filled discussion to have about that and and about depictions of people in games and about diversity and about violence these things are all interlocked in an interesting way but we can't have that conversation because we have to be on the defensive
1: yeah The, the the problem is is that there is a conversation that like i think a lot of people in games media want to have which is that real conversation about like hey we do acknowledge a lot of the time that video games do have real positive impacts on people and their lives they can uh, they can influence the way that they view certain groups of people they can you know we talk about games as a way to walk a mile in someone's shoes but if you're going to acknowledge that games can have an impact for the positive they can have impacts for the negative for like sure. they can go both ways but the problem is is anytime we we touch that discussion the problem is is we don't No one wants to be the professional video game critic who puts that sentence on the internet so that the right-wing politicians can point and go, see, that person's job is to write about (laughs) video games and they acknowledge that video games can make you a bad person. They ignore And and then twist what you've said into video games cause mass shootings.
0: In a messed-up sort of way, the video game industry benefits from being misblamed for something that is so obviously not their fault. Mm. Because, as I said in my, my video today who's so much talking about the ESA doxing thing now the ESA is fielding um questions about what Trump said yeah because that has overshadowed it um people are talking about how video games don't harm you and not talking about the things that video games are doing like what I've been talking about a lot this year that do harm you yeah Uh, they get to benefit from this and and I'm not playing that anymore I'm not I'm not getting involved in this political opportunism that is deliberately trying to get us to have circular arguments based on things that were debunked in the 90s.
1: Also, just just to, again, put another really simple point out there, the reason why, like, scapegoating of other forms of media happens is because the NRA, the National National Rifle Association, are a huge, huge, huge funder of uh, politicians in America, and politicians basically are aware that, hey, if all the guns have to go away, the NRA is going to have a lot less money to throw around to politicians. We will have a lot less funding. So let's blame anything but guns because that's what the NRA who fund us want.
0: Well, even even more directly than that, the NRA is just paying them to be nice about guns. That's as simple as it is.
1: Well, that's that's it. It's, it's hey, yeah, it's, it's the NRA's money funding politicians is why anything but guns gets blamed in
0: shootings the whole lobbying process here is fucked up beyond beyond reason yeah politicians serve whoever pays them and it's not like a sleazy backdoor thing it's part of the process there's there's a wonderful um uh
1: clip that uh was uh alexandria ocasio-cortez talking about the fact that um in america it's totally okay for you to take huge amounts of lobbying money from say the gun industry for example push legislation that benefits the gun industry in exchange for that funding you received politically and then, when you're done being a politician, go take a cushy job with that company that funded you that you pushed legislation for. That's a totally legitimate thing you can do in American politics,
0: and that's fucked up. Yep. Yep. And then you couple it with the other thing, and what really fucked me off about one of the Republican guys I forget his name now, Patrick he was something Patrick uh, from Texas, talking about how video games dehumanize people and i'm like dude who's the fucking guy in charge right now who is your boss the guy who goes on twitter every day dehumanizing people yeah the very people who keep getting targeted like you want to talk about dehumanization where are these fucking manifestos coming from that these shooters are writing talking about the great ethnic replacement and 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 you know the the immigrants coming in and invading the country That seems a lot more dehumanising to me than a couple of rounds on Fortnite. Yeah. Uh
3: Uh-oh, we had an opinion. (laughs)
0: Like, just don't with Nazis. That's what it comes down to. Just (laughs) When it it comes to Nazis, just don't with them. Just don't. Just don't.
3: First they came for the liberals and I didn't speak out because I was not a liberal. (laughs) Then they came for my video games. Uh, And I said, oh, it's probably just what he's reading on the teleprompter.
0: He's just trolling. He's just playing his 4D chess because he's such a bloody genius. uh,
1: (laughs) The one take I've seen on this that was weirdly, like, I don't know how to feel about is... A lot of people saying this might be the thing that gets right wing young people to finally not support <laughs> like go out in numbers no. to support Trump in the next <laughs> election. Not not oh no, they came for my video games. Like they give a shit. I, I'm like, I I don't know. That's that's a that's an opinion I saw going around. I don't know how to
0: process that as a thought. Welcome to the wonderful world of compartmentalization. <laughs> where none of this will have an effect. No. Most of them, most of them know what we know. That none of these politicians are going to actually do anything. Yeah. The game industry is not where it was in the '90s. It can't really be pushed around. It makes so much money. You can put out as many articles as you want about how Fortnite causes gun violence. Epic is sitting on Smog's pile of gold. Mm. They don't give a. Fuck. Also,
1: can I just point out, if, if the solution to violent video games is America decides to tax mature rated games, most video game consoles today are regi- region free and you can digitally download stuff from other region stores. So if it outprices America from other regions or, you know, content gets cut, people will just use the European store and download the same game. Like, it's not going to stop anyone getting the games. It will never
0: get that far. No, No, I, I don't think it ever would. Some of these Republicans, some of these Republicans may even draft bills. But they won't go anywhere because Leland G tried to draft bills. Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to draft bills in the early and mid two thousands, and they never went anywhere because mm. they were ruled as unconstitutional.
3: Bit fucking rich for Arnold Schwarzenegger to try. And
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> hypocritical! They wasted millions of dollars back then, millions of taxpayer dollars in the mid two thousands, trying to push these things. We all know it's not going to work. The people right now, the politicians right now chatting shit out of their mouths about how, how we must stop violent video games. They know it's not going to work. They're paying toothless lip service to it because they know it'll just get us making circular arguments and not looking at the prevalence of guns and the prevalence of white supremacy.
3: If you told me four years ago it'll never happen, I'd have been, yeah, but you know what? Nowadays, who the fuck knows what can ever happen, you know?
0: Mm. Well, here's the thing. Right now, right now, it's the Republican side pushing against video games. The idea that they will seriously... Seriously, try and tell billionaires running that industry what to do? <laughs> I can't see it happening. They will posture and grandstand about doing it. But the idea any of them would go up to someone like a Strauss Zelnick or a Bobby Kotick and say, Stop it. And Bobby Kotick will be like, you can't tell me to stop it. I go golfing with your bus. Yeah. Well, the thing is,
1: as long as they're posturing about that, they're not having to have the conversations about guns. Exactly. And
3: as I tried to say earlier, his brother's on the board of Cinemax. So yeah. We're going to have loot, loot boxes in Elder Scrolls 6.
0: There's some news about that. Uh, what's, what's the news? Um, by 2020, console manufacturers are requiring loot box odds to be disclosed on all new games going forward. Oh. Hmm. It was an interesting thing That's a positive Yeah I think it's yet a bit more lip service paid To to the concept of loot boxes Like they shouldn't be in the games whatsoever No And I don't think disclosing the odds really harms anyone But it's an interesting thing And it keeps it in the conversation which I like Some games are getting rid of them over
1: time Like Rocket League this week announced They're getting rid of loot
0: boxes I'm taking full credit for that <laughs> I'm taking full credit Yeah you, you were critical of it earlier this week So may, maybe you had I called them out, and less than twenty-four hours later, in a rushed post I might add, when I said I'm going to take my Jimquisition award away from them, they announced it was gone. So I am take whether it's true or not. I, I intend to take full credit. Uh. So
1: we we've talked about we've talked about grumbly grumbly video game news. Can I talk about something happy and silly in video games? Yes, please. I'll allow it. I, I played a video game using my vagina this week. Can <laughs> I talk about that?
2: I I have questions, but I'm going <laughs> I to... I, yeah, tell me. Tell me.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So I've wanted to write this fucking article for like three years, and this company finally put their product cheap enough that I was like, yeah, I can fucking justify this for work. Um, so there is a company called Parafit that makes... Yeah basically a thing for practicing kegels, and you, you pop mm-hmm. it inside yourself, it measures your kegels on a couple of different axes, and then Bluetooth's <laughs> it to your phone. Really? Okay.
3: It's, it's wait for it, it's a controller.
1: It, Hello. Uh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was curious about this, because, like, you know, I have no real need for this device, but they advertised that it, it you know, it had video games, mm. and in particular, they had... They'd purchased the Flappy Bird license for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a perfect Flappy Bird <laughs> Yeah Flappy Bird.
2: And those those kind of franchise IP deals are, are, are not you know they're pretty complex, so that's that's a that's an investment of time and money. That's a
1: that's the thing I was fascinated by. Is like I looked on their website and they had officially listed. Oh yeah, you can play Flappy Bird using a vagina controller, and I was like, I will be damned if I'm not the first person on the internet
0: to to review Flappy Bird using my crotch. Flappy Birds and vagina controllers is a perfect fit.
3: Flappy Bird using flaps.
2: It makes sense because it's a one button game as well, isn't it? Yeah.
3: In more in more ways than one.
2: Oh yes. Is is it good? Did you enjoy your time with Flappy Bird?
1: It's a surprisingly uh responsive controller, I'll give you that. <laughs> um
0: were you responsive with the controller? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was expecting it to be like a digital button like an on off sure. uh, function. Mm-hmm. No, it's like a it's like an analog trigger. You have degrees of control as you fly your bird up and down wow
3: laura i have a question yeah <laughs> is there only one part to this controller or do you also use your hands with it
1: uh it is only a single part so it, okay. it, it is kind of limited in the games that they have for it so right.
3: does it take the place of one button or analog stick though or, yeah it's, right?
1: it's you
0: basically treat it like a like an analog trigger. The way Gav asked that, I'm now imagining just like a wire coming out yourself with an NES <laughs> controller on the end. <laughs> so yeah. here's the here's the thing. So I'll get into it. Like the, they had a bunch of games on there. Mm-hmm. Pretty
1: much all of them were reskins of Flappy Bird. They only had one idea for what to do with this controller, and I was like. Fuck you! There's a bunch of ideas you can use for this controller. This is the next big
2: indie controller. You've got to release this. This is the game stick. Exactly. The, the,
3: this is the this is the fanny pad.
1: <laughs> well, I was trying to think like what could what could you do with this controller with like a single analog uh, mm. trigger. So I'm like, you could do a uh, scale Electric style slot car racing where you got to like you know. Speed up on the straights and
0: slow down on the corners. Emphasis on the slot in Slot Car there. Yeah, exactly. So I can join in on the rude jokes.
3: You can probably beat Dark Souls with it because you know someone's going to do it.
0: Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, I've been having this conversation on Twitter. I've worked
1: out how to get my PC to recognise this as a button to supplement a regular controller hmm. i've been wondering could i get away with doing a twitch stream where that's my uh, my attack button
3: you mean a twitch stream as in a stream on twitch now or <laughs> something else
2: and it's analog as well right so you could you could do like a theremin guitar hero as well oh
3: yeah
1: yeah see i i feel like there are functions you could use this for like Donkey Konga, but instead of the clap, you you know, you keggle.
3: It could wor- it could work as the block button in Dark Souls. Or the sprint the sprint button in, in Breath of the Wild.
1: It's like it's it's like a panic thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you you tense up and now now you've blocked and defended yourself. So yeah, if you if you want an extra button that you don't have to use your hands or feet for this is an option, I guess. This is
2: going to be this is going to be massive in esports. This is going to change the game.
1: Yeah.
3: You want to an extra button next to your button.
1: Yeah, you 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 could like, you know, map your uh, your your uh, button input for your uh, your super attack so that it's just do a bit of a clench and you do
0: your super. Mm. I I wonder if that would be evo, you know, regulation. <laughs> You'd need a whole new division for it, but it's a division I would pay more attention to than any other in Evo. <laughs> I like watching Evo, but I would avidly tune in for the Kegel um. Olympics.
3: <laughs> does, it, does it have a vibrate function?
0: Uh, no, it does not. Well,
3: that, that's a missed opportunity.
0: I know,
1: right? Missed opportunity. Gav, this is, this is important. This is sports.
0: Mind you, if they're making video game peripherals... If they're making video game peripherals, then they're thinking like video game companies because there's always the upgrade. <laughs> there's always the re-release now with vibra- like vibration action. That's how, that's how you do it.
3: Mm. Yeah, with the, and you, you can buy the upgraded like uh, uh, elite version with the clitoral stick attached. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, it would have five different sticks, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It would, have, it would have the variations, <laughs> the elite experience. Oh.
3: And then there's, there could be a DP version
0: <laughs> uh, If you're not possessed Of a vagina Can you sling it up your other hole? Mm. Um I don't believe that you can keggle with your ass <laughs> I mean I, I don't know for certain I, I worry Jim's going to take this as a challenge Jim, yeah.
1: Jim's <laughs>
3: like challenge accepted
0: <laughs> you, can, you can give it a fair old squeeze
2: Jim, Jim's a real gamer He's going to go for <laughs> it <laughs>
1: So here's the thing: the, <laughs> you, the problem you've got is that the like the x uh, the uh, the front and back axis and the side to side axis are at different points on the shaft. So you need to be able to uh, you need to be able to squeeze two different points on the shaft at once. Oh wow! If you can do that with your ass, Jim, give it a go.
0: I mean, I'm I'm s- squeezing right now. I d- I, y- mm, I don't. F- I I'll just say this: I would give it a go. I will I will post it to you if
1: you want to try shoving a controller <laughs> up your ass. Oh <laughs> 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 ah. So Mike, what have you played this week? I've not stuck anything
2: up uh no. um <laughs> I just feel like we need like a couple of minutes of cooldown after that conversation, just a uh, little out. Uh,
3: it's it's pretty par for the course. <laughs> I uh
2: what have I been playing? I've been playing um Spider Man DLC. Ooh. I finally went back to Spider Man. Which of the DLCs have you been
1: playing? That's a great game.
2: Um I, I downloaded what was the three of them, wasn't it? It was the three episodes, so I'm yeah. Way through the second one, so I played the first and second because I I got it at launch. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was really Mm. like the best Spider-Man game since. Was it two? It was two that was excellent.
1: Two was the one everyone loves. Yeah, Yeah, two
2: was the one that was excellent. So it was the best one since then, definitely, and possibly even exceeded. And then I and I and then I um among other things gave that to a sister for Christmas because she really wanted Mm. a PlayStation, so I got a PlayStation. Gave her my Spider-Man, but then you know time passed and all the DLC came out, and I kind of wanted to to play that uh, yeah. some more so I, I yeah picked it up again and yeah holds up it's honestly it's it's what I want it's that open world thing is just that re- that repetition like when you've got an hour of gaming time a day Just going and chipping away at an open world game still works for me. Still, I still love that. You
3: don't have to emotionally or intellectually invest too much in it during that hour. Mm.
2: It's like getting a little, it's like, it's like getting a shopping list from your mum when you're a kid and going to the shop. It's just like, it's just like a nice little job and I love it.
3: Plus plus it has like the best traversal ever in a video game, which helps.
2: Oh, it's great. Mm. And the combat's great and deep. It's it's lovely.
1: The best compliment I have for that game is I used the fast travel once when I was told to do <laughs> so to show how it worked, and I never touched it again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I very rarely ever felt like I wanted to use that. Just getting around, yeah. zipping about with the webs was. Yeah.
2: And so many open world games miss that, right? So many open world mm-hmm. games. The tr- the open world bit is the worst bit. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's the opposite. Uh, And the Mm. combat's good. It's just it's it's inventive, and there's lovely overlap between the different systems. It's just a really nicely designed. Yeah. And from the ground up, Spider-Man. It feels obviously it owes a bit to like you know you've got the the in the rafters stealth Batman stuff, and you've got some you know lots of lots of ideas from other places, but the way they're combined is just. Such a pure distillation of what mm. the best Spidey bits yeah. are. Like it's just, it's lovely. I love it.
1: I I went back to it in I think February. I took a week mm. off to finish some book stuff, and I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna use some of my time off to to go back and play that DLC. And it really does hold up. Like I have. It, sometimes when you come back to a game after a long wait You'll start to see the, the flaws that you sort of overlooked at the time Because you are excited because it was new None of that here um, mm-hmm. Just the core moment-to-moment gameplay was so fun That um, this is probably the only open-world game that I 100%ed mm-hmm. I went and did absolutely everything Cleared every single thing on the map Unlocked every single bonus costume I went and did it all
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, me too and the story as well, like, they're not just, like, with Marvel stuff, it would be so easy just to kind of key into the movies, do do the stuff, you know, have enough fan service in there. But they actually are finding, I don't want to put do any spoilers for the DLC, but there's, like, there's a subplot in the first DLC that only works because they're dealing with an older Spider-Man, which I just was like, this is... This has been done in the comics, but it's just such a lovely thing that I've not seen them do in any of the movie stuff or any of the adaptations. And it's just so creative.
1: It was so nice that they took so much for granted about, like, okay, you know what Spider-Man's origin is. Sure. You know the basics of his introduction to these villi- most of these villains. We're not going to waste time explaining to you who mm-hmm. this, that and the other are. Yeah. And they... Let us see a Spider-Man who's been on the job for a while and isn't still trying to learn the ropes, and that was just really nice. Yeah, we so rarely get it.
2: And use the opportunities that presents, like you know, finding. That's what's great about working <laughs> working with big franchises. <laughs> is it is a lot a lot of the fun of it is trying to work out like what what's the corner of this universe that we've not seen, or what's a mm. what's a, a question a fan might have about this world that we can kind of dig into. And I think yeah, with with Spider-Man, they just they just they've really done that well they've, they've extended that universe nicely
0: it's the kind of game you get when a publisher is not concerned with trying to make every conceivable tiny little penny off it
2: mm. what's well, first party thing isn't it yeah. yeah
0: yeah sony's interests lie in shifting hardware more than anything else mm-hmm. and they they will therefore go out of their way to produce these really feature complete um excellently paced Video games that have clear beginnings and middles and ends, and mm-hmm. a focus more on quality and looking and feeling good and having fun stories. They don't worry about turning everything into an ongoing service because they don't they don't feel that pressure. They don't have that pressure there. Yep,
3: God of War and Horizon were both of equal quality.
0: Oh, absolutely. Mm. It also gels well with Marvel.
2: Like you got to think with Marvel that they they specifically you know they you know they own cinema at this point right so they're looking at games and gamers and thinking like we have to we can't put out bad marvel games right so Mm. i think that aligned the stars just aligned really nicely with that one that you had the sony stuff that you're talking about jim and then the marvel quality control it's just it's lovely
0: yeah i think it's a bit of a a a blot a blot on the industry that During this decade of of massive comic book movie franchising, Mm. there have been so few video games in the mainstream space Mm. about the Avengers, Spider-Man, Thor. Oh, they're coming now, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got Square Enix now, but before then... I don't think the publishers were making the kind of games that would work for those, or that Marvel would want. Yeah,
1: the the last time we saw officially licensed uh, Marvel movie based video games was in the sort of the Wii, the end of the PS2 era. We saw, I believe, there was a Captain America video game and an Iron Man video game.
2: Well, the Captain America one was really important to like the franchise, and it was it was a it's mm. an example I've used in meetings of it was they they put the captain america the first movie you know there was a lot of running around there was some punching and he threw the shield a couple of times but there wasn't a like a martial arts style so when they made the game Mm. they they kind of create a bunch of moves and the anecdotally the story is that the the whole of like the opening fight scene in um it's winter soldier the second one isn't it yeah um the yeah the like the the way that they, the kind of the upgrades they do to how Captain America fights and how dynamic that feels is because uh, they played the video game and they they they'd seen mm. a bunch of you know uh, apparently they 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 went in with the kind of oh we've seen this done better than we did it in the film so that kind of fed back into to what they do in the movies, which is, yeah. like, that's that's amazing compliment to the team who made that game, which, frankly, again, was a licensed game in an era where those were not yeah. necessarily the most generously funded yeah. or te- generously scaled time-wise. So, yeah. They were crap. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a different way of putting it, Jim, yeah. I, like. <laughs> I,
1: I think that it's really helped that we basically took a, a decade or so away from licensed video games being the norm, yeah. because it's basically given people time to get out of the mindset of, licensed tie-in games are kind of shit. Yeah. And a lot of gamers
2: got jobs.
1: Which I think that might have been part of the worry about investing in let's let's make a big-budget HD Avengers game is... Oh God! What if people we put all this money in and no one buys it because they think video games about movies are shit?
0: Avengers stunt doubles. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the great the great licensed video games we've had in recent memory, like the Batman ones and, and the Spider Man one, mm. were ones that were not based on movies or or anything happening at the time. Yeah, because you know they were not therefore rushed out. I mean, we look yeah. at Star Wars Battlefront two thousand and fifteen, which had so many missing features because they were trying to get it to align with the uh, the force awakens mm. that 's exactly what the problem with most of those old licensed games were was they they tried to capitalize on a film at the time, um, and now we 've had this break away um which has allowed some good stuff to come out yeah and hopefully we we'll see how it goes going forward, but I think publishers lost a lot of interest in-licensed things because, because they were kind of one-and-done jobs. Mm. You throw out a game to coincide with a movie. There's no real live service in that.
2: I think, though, one thing you're missing, Jim, is that they... There was a live service approach to this, and it was mobile and it was free to play, and that's where all these games went for a decade. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's happened since then is that so that, so basically we were not you know in the console and PC space we were not going to make games built on these franchises that made that because it, it's the it's something you say a lot, Jim. It's it's uh, they weren't going to make all the money, so there was no point making them. Mm. Whereas now I think there is a, mat- a maturation that's taken place where these companies are realizing no, we can make all the money. But we do need to, like, keep the things that are making all the money cool. So it makes sense to, like, let's do a prestige console game based on Spider-Man. It won't make as much money as the mobile game, probably, but it'll give a generation of people a good memory of Spider-Man on a console they love, you know.
3: So, Mike, Mike, can you imagine how scary and pressureful it must be to take on a beloved film franchise as a game <laughs> developer? <laughs>
2: can you imagine? Can you imagine? And can you imagine
0: messing it up as well? Yeah, no doubt <laughs> Um, I'm keeping a very close eye on that Square Enix Avengers game, though, because while I was a bit more interested in it than some have been, because a lot of people were turned off by what they showed at E3, the fact that um, one of the execs came out and said they're going to support it for years, which I've heard so many times about so many games that just collapse because the money's not in supporting them for years. Like, I feel like maybe Square Enix bit off on that Avengers game because they've they think they found some way to turn it into a perpetual moneymaker yeah which has me worried even though i really want to like it because i think a top quality mainstream avengers game would be really quite nice yeah i was really
1: excited about it until i heard that it was going to be a live servicey thing and i was like i just want a really high budget avengers thing on the sort of scale of the spider-man game that has an ending that I can play and finish and be
0: done with at some point. And something where I can play a lot of superheroes because that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was not that great. I don't
3: know. Fallout 76 and Anthem both had endings. (laughs) Just stop playing them after a day.
2: When you're all playing John Wick, when you're all... When you're all playing John Wick Hex
0: for the 10-year plan that we've got in mind, you're going to eat yours. <laughs> I mean, the scary thing is, is John Wick as a as a, <laughs> as a universe has a built-in premium currency with them little gold coins. That, yeah, it does. It's begging for monetization. I hate how I can think <laughs> like publishers after spending over 10 years criticizing them. Shh.
3: Don't give Mike ideas. Oh,
0: like, Wait i got to get my notepad. I'm don't my do notepad. that. I'm getting my notepad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jim ruined on Wick. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. What, what have you been playing then, Jim, this week? What have I been playing? <laughs> Um, I had a little go on Metal Wolf Chaos XD before I popped on here Yeah, that's that's a ludicrous game, huh? Oh yeah, it sure is an old Xbox game <laughs> It sure is an ancient Xbox game that's been visually printed up a bit Yeah, that's, that's an original Xbox game in widescreen Yeah, it sure is a joke that Devolver Digital followed through on um that's what it was. If you were a person
1: likes from software and wants to experience one of the more ludicrous ridiculous things they've made and go oh okay they didn't used to just make
0: dark souls it's it's an experience to go through. It certainly is that. It's the thing is is I don't know if it's worth buying because the thing that really makes metal um I was going to say metal Gear solid the thing that really makes metal wolf chaos stand out is the stuff that's been on YouTube for over a decade. Mm. You can already see the stupid cutscenes and this, this twisted idea of how, of how I guess, a Japanese game studio sees American patriotism. Um, you can already see that. You can see the president and the evil vice president have a mech battle already on YouTube. <laughs> Playing the video game version of it, when, when you're getting in between those cutscenes via rather old-fashioned, dumb, borderline confusing mech shooting, It's it almost feels unnecessary.
1: As someone that likes kind of shitty mech games, like, I think there's a value in playing it. Like, I acknowledge that it has mechanically aged kind of poorly, but... I think there is some fun to be had in being the over-the-top patriot mech wielder. I'm
2: all for it. Embrace, embrace the B games. Like we're 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 already in an era where games are just disappearing from existence. Like I'm all for bringing back stuff that isn't just the beloved stuff. Like I wanna I wanna see all of the 5 out of tens for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: For archival's sake, I am so glad that this remaster happened. Like I am so glad that this great kind of shit game is preserved
0: in some way. I mean all respect to Devolver Digital for it. It's the this is the exact kind of thing that encapsulates their philosophy of wouldn't it be funny if we re-released Metal Wolf Chaos? (laughs) Yes. Let's do it. Like most people would leave it at the wouldn't it be funny if, but Devolver Digital will actually just go ahead and do the thing as well. Mm -hmm. They know how to follow through on an amusing idea. Yes.
1: And they've got the
2: infrastructure and the process to do it as well. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I think they're the one of, if not the only third party publisher I have any, what I could actually call respect for. Um, I love that they (laughs) sort of give a lot of those middle shelf games a bigger leg up than if they were doing it with a smaller publisher or on their own um i think that while i wouldn't recommend many people spend the money on the gag i respect that the gag is out there and it's not (laughs) like the game is terrible it's just very old and confusing (laughs) but it is you know it's it's not like they're selling you a bill of goods if you like if you're you know like lauren you you like kind of old shitty mech games and can find the fun in it and there is fun to be had there then absolutely go for it it's not a con job it's just a goof that no one else would have followed through on it's it's a
1: fun game if you don't mind the era of mech games that made you feel like you were flustered trying to find controls like you sat in the met cockpit going my god where the fuck is the lever for this thing yeah
2: i'm kind of sold I'm genuinely kind of sold by this
1: yeah. yeah, I love this in the same way that I love shit like um, uh, Steel Battalion with oh, yeah. the huge fucking
0: controller Like, I love needlessly obtuse <laughs> mech games yeah. yeah And as far as mech games go, this isn't the most complex yeah. It's it's fairly straightforward, it's just um, the UI is like weapon selection and movement It's just all a bit clunky Oh, There's too much shit on the screen. Oh, there there is that, too. Also, for real evidence that it's an old game, I died right near the end of a level, and then when it started me back from the beginning, I was like, oh, I remember when games were like this. (laughs) Oh, no. I
3: remember, too, last week when I played Wolfenstein.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. uh, You you played a bit of uh, that Fire Emblem as well this week, Jim, didn't you? I did. I think... I don't know if I'm just getting more impatient as I grow older as a results of whatever you just pick one of the the giant ball of mental issues i have and constant irritability is just getting worse as a result or as i'm getting older i realize i'm getting closer and closer to death and don't have time to waste (laughs) but i I, i've lost more patience than i used to have for um particularly uh, japanese game development and the way it um eases you into a game um, I felt this with Dragon Quest Builders 2 and I'm feeling this mm. with Fire Emblem where I'm feeling like I'm playing it for I'm um, hours in and I still don't feel like I've started yet. Uh, and I'm finding myself a bit frustrated by that. But... Um, I'm not as flustered with it as I was with Dragon Quest Builders 2 And I have been entertained throughout um, I've just got it It's one of those games where I'm hoping to get back to it But now a bunch of other stuff's piled on top mm.
1: I've fallen on the other side Between this and Dragon Quest Builders Where this has frustrated me more in its slow opening And I got on better with Dragon right, Quest Builders right. 2 I I will say I'm still loving Dragon Quest Builders 2 I'm like 80 old hours into it um, I do have one real frustration that I did get past, but at the time it happened, real fucking pissed me off. Um, There is a point where... um, uh, How do do I put this in a nice spoiler-free way? It's very clear that the game developers want to get the story to a certain point, and they get there and go, oh shit, we haven't done the legwork to make this plot point work. So, in order to make this character, you know hate the people they're supposed to hate to progress the plot, it lies to the player about what they're doing, uh, breaks the rules of the game to prevent you from undoing what's happened, and doesn't let you have a very basic, like, two-sentence conversation with this character later to explain, nope, this is,
0: this is what happened, I, I, Trust me, I did not want it to play out the way it did. So basically, it's like an episode of Faulty Towers in that <laughs> the problem could be solved by someone just being up front and saying what the problem is. Yeah. But instead, there's a whole farce built around it.
1: Yeah. So the, the simple version is, hey, we all suspect that X person is doing something bad. Build a cell to put them in. OK, I'm on board with that. Oh, actually, we lied to you. We're going to put this character that you much prefer in that jail cell. And if you get near the cell, we're going to teleport you away from it. And if you try and dig into it or break the, break the things, because normally you can with your big hammer, you just won't be able oh, to. Lovely. And then they'll be really pissed off at you for locking them away and never coming to see them and not trying to break them out. Oh, right. So like real railroading, yeah. Yeah, real railroading and like... It it gets past it and I got back to really enjoying it, but there was just a there was about an hour or so where the I was like you, I could like I'm not a a, a narrative or game designer. I could tell you a hundred different ways that you could have peppered that that plot running up so that wasn't just out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: Well, the, <laughs> the new fire emblem seems good. I, I I don't think I'll be forced to build a jail cell in that one and put a friend in it. Yeah. Um... It seems fun. I just. I'm still too busy immersed in Dragon Quest Builders 2 to give it my full time. It's been a long time since I played Fire Emblem. And even when I did, I never played it much. I know how it works. I know about permadeath and everything in it. Um, This is the one where I've really gotten more into it and and really cared about characters and stuff. And it really does make it terrifying. Mm. Because the characters that you fight with in in the, the strategy battles... Are your students who you teach and get to know and build relationships with, and they can just die? Yeah, um, mm. in a Game of Thrones style, they're gone, and you were invested in them. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking brutal. So it's made even the early like I'm still really early, but even early battles against bandits, I'm terrified. Of losing anyone, and it's not in a way that makes me not want to play it, it's in a way that just makes me super careful about where I move, who I use, what I use them for. Um, hmm. I, I I lost a battle in the, like, the very first one because I was too gung-ho about using a certain character who was mission critical and died, hmm. and that made sure that from then on... I was looking after everyone. Yeah. Um, and I've not lost anyone yet. I don't think I'm far enough where that's a major risk. Although even then, some of the bandits, like, if they if enough of them hit one character, you end up pulling that character back behind the front lines quick. Yeah. Um, so it looks like it's it it looks like something I could really get into with someone who doesn't typically do a lot of strategy games because it's just not where my head's at. Um but I'm enjoying it. It's just I keep getting distracted by other things um, and keep going back to Resident Evil 4 on the Switch instead, which I've played a dozen times. Who doesn't love a bit of Resi 4? It's just that it's one of those things where it's on the Switch, therefore... I'm playing it again just because it's on the Switch. For no other reason. It's just there. It's portable. I can watch, have random YouTube videos playing on the TV while playing the same game I've played a dozen times. That's been me in the original Devil May Cry recently. Just, Mm. it's there. It's on Switch. I'll replay it. (laughs) And you know what? I'm I'm happy to play Capcom shit lately Because as far as them big publishers go They've been doing alright They've been churning out real quality in terms of new stuff mm. And then re-releasing really like cool old stuff Like I love that they um, Did the On- uh, Onimusha remaster That was great to see mm. I hope we get the sequel because Onimusha 2 is fucking brilliant Yeah Is that everything for us this week I think Has anyone played anything else That they want to talk about No
3: I played fucking nothing Nothing? No
2: Subnautica's good
0: Subnautica continues to be Subnautica
3: Yeah, well, that's new to me Subnautica's putting one of my songs in next week
1: Oh really? Oh cool Did you say you're new to Subnautica? Me, yes, yeah,
2: I'm still in the I've not actually started building a base underwater yet I'm still in very early stages Because I'm kind of terrified of the uh, the underwater stuff My bell just went, so I'm going to go
0: and check that I'll be right back, apologies No worries I uploaded a video of a thing I did at Rise this weekend. What did you do at Rise? It's just the
3: double
1: glove the slap. The double glove thing.
0: slap. One wrestler tries to get me in the corner. I get out the way. Bounces off the corner.
3: I'm watching it. The other now. one
0: does it on the other side, <laughs> and they stagger in the middle. And I've got my gloves in each hand, and I just whap them out and hit them both <laughs> in the face side by side. Oh. Then give them a double paper cut between their fingers. It looked quite good, actually. I'm looking forward to getting my new ring gear though, because this one is not working for me. Do do you know when your new kit's due? Um, should be sometime within the next six weeks or so. Half the price of the current gear I've got. Yeah. But actually durable and washable, and not so thin that you can see every horrible ripple on me. And hopefully this one holds hopefully up. Hopefully this for a holds bit. up.
2: I've arrived at the best possible time in this conversation.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just talking about the spandex. Um, okay, so I guess I'll wrap us up. Yeah, seems seems a good time to, I think. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye from oh the God. podcast. Gab's upset. Oh my God, Tool. Oh, he's not upset. He's happy about Tool.
3: Tool released a new song. Holy shit, fuck. That's a weird name for a song.
0: All right, well, we'll get this... We'll. We'll get this done quick, so you can go listen to Tool. Um, yeah, Mike. Hello. Before you go, is there anything you'd like to plug, talk about, get people to follow you on, or watch?
2: Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mike Biffle, and buy my video games, please. I need, to, I need, I need to sell games. Which are? Uh, what did I make? Thomas was alone. Volume. Subsurface. Circular. Quarantine. Circular. And we're working on John Wick now. So when that comes out at a not yet specified date, please buy that
3: subsurface is a great game by the way i played that recently it's really good oh
0: thanks man i appreciate that
3: i think we talked about it a bit when it came out as well
0: i think we did yeah and laura me book book writer book doer kegel gamer <laughs> uh, where can people find your things uh laura k buzz pretty much
1: everywhere laura k buzz on twitter twitch youtube patreon that's the one that pays the bills laura k that's where i post all the things i do uh Uncomfortable Labels that is a book it's out now it's about being trans and on the autism spectrum there's an audiobook version of it it's coming out on August 18th you can pre-order that on LauraKbuzzstore.com uh that is like pretty much done and ready to go so go go chuck in some money for that I'm on Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Me and my fiance do silly skits and voices. I think that's the bulk of it. All oh, right. you're busy, Laura.
3: I was just going to say the K. The K no longer stands for Kate. It's for Keggles now.
1: Uh, oh, uh, things that, things I love from Mario's butt as well. Sorry, yeah, that's coming out in the next couple of months.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Laura Kate McKeggles.
1: <laughs> what about you, Gav?
3: You can find me on YouTube under Miracle of Sound, where you can hear all my songs. And I have not one but two cyberpunk songs coming up because I was in the middle of doing one and then I got an idea for another one. So I'm going to have two of those coming out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. And you can find me on Spotify, you can find me on iTunes and Twitter and everywhere under Miracle of Sound. And if you want to help keep me in a job, you can come over to my Patreon, also Miracle
0: of Sound. Lovely stuff. As for me, you know most of my stuff already. Um, thank you once again to everyone who came out to the Piedmont, Alabama show for Pro South Wrestling and to uh, Pittsburgh for Rise Pro Wrestling this weekend. Again, just, it means so so much to me that you've come out and, and shown support and everything. Um even if the the cheers instead of the booze throw me off my game a little bit um, <laughs> but that's been awesome I don't have any dates right now solidified I'm, I'm sorting out some schedule conflicts but I will be returning to Pro South in Piedmont with the YouTube Championship in tow and I will definitely be coming back to Rise to solidify my campaign for general manager and um, the, the latest Pro Wrestling Ego show's been cancelled so I don't know what's going on there but uh, otherwise I've got two gymquisitions out this week go watch them on the Gym Selling YouTube channel um we did one about microtransactions added to games weeks after launch and the kind of underhanded reasons for that and the latest one was um a fairly grim serious one about the the mass shooting blame game and how that is a a distraction from actual issues Uh, and how the game industry also benefits from from similar distractions Uh, and that's it Uh, i won't keep us any longer because gav has to go and play with his tool and laura has to go (laughs) and play with her kegel controller Uh, and i'll just play with myself
3: and mike has to play with his subsurface Yes. Used to play with his wick.
2: Well, I was gonna say wick are. is right there, Gav. It's right there as an opportunity. Go for it.
0: Good stuff. Thank you so much to Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. Um been a wonderful no guest. Thank you very much. Oh, Thank you very and much. we will see you next time. Yeah, that'll do. Bye. 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 Bye.